0: Can you guess what my theme tune is for, for automation?
1: Automation. Yeah.
0: Of all the jobs. It's a very good song. Uh... You might have to sing it with me. It's actually um, uh, Beyonce, Irreplaceable. Okay.
1: Okay. Right. Again. Yeah. It. It's I not really you know my favourite Beyonce song though.
0: It's gonna be. It's gonna be the theme tune of the of the future. Um, where we don't need economists or journalists or podcast producers or podcast listeners, no jobs. We will need hairdressers though because technology is not that advanced. And that's a very good example, I like that. But personal stylists, they're gone if any personal stylists are listening. Uh, salespeople, forget about it experts like you and me
1: yeah but we're already out aren't we oh uh, yeah we are in a post we didn't even need world. technology we're just out we've yeah. lost favor shut up numbers go away yeah.
0: <laughs> presenter bot no need for presenters automatic podcast is here Hello, my name is Kirsty Styles, and welcome to the weekly economics podcast where this week I'm joined by Faiza Shaheen, uh, director of the Think Tank class, to talk to us about Sports Direct. This is a Victorian workhouse, but these historical photos show conditions that one union boss says mirrors life at a modern day Sports Direct outlet. It's a bit like I can't control everything all the time. Some people sort of say things, use the words like Goulet, I come into extreme negativity on a Monday morning. Last month Ashley appeared in front of a special committee of MPs. Have things come as a shock?
1: Uh, Some things have come as a bit of an unpleasant surprise, yes.
0: Ashley says he has nothing to hide, but with 40% wiped off company shares, he's made concessions. In future, all staff will be paid more than the living wage. Please give us 12 months to fix it. So hi, Pfizer. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi. Nice to be back. Good, good. So another week, another company making its way onto the weekly economics podcast. Uh, This time it is Sports Shop, cryptically called Sports Direct. (laughs) Uh, I'm sure many people will be familiar with. Uh, They've been in the headlines uh, an awful lot over the last year. Pfizer, can you tell us why?
1: Yeah, they've been in a lot of trouble. There's been some crazy stories about women having babies in toilets too scared to take time off and um, a number of ambulances being called to one of their warehouses and, and workers not getting paid the minimum wage. Essentially, they've done a lot wrong. They've really not treated their work as well. And there's been a number of investigations um, and workers have come together with the union and they've complained and they've shouted very loudly. And so Sports Direct has been massively caught out and they've, they've definitely had a lot of attention. But it's not just them. There's been, like you say, there's been a lot of bad behaviour by companies, whether it be Deliveroo or Apple or what happened with BHS. Um, a lot of that kind of greedy fat cat story has, has come to light, has come to light. Okay, so it was uh, Sports Direct AGM
0: last week. Uh, what happened there?
1: Yeah, so it was a big build-up to this AGM. So uh, the AGM season, I exciting, know, exciting stuff. I so mean, <laughs> exciting, yeah. I found myself looking up the date in excitement. Uh, yeah, so... Um, what happened was that a lot of investors were unhappy about all the bad PR that sports director have, have got. And also kind of my, Mike Ashley's own admission that he didn't really know what he was doing and he's not on top of things CEO at of the Mike parliamentary Gosh. inquiry. Yeah, so the committee inquiry. So he, so everyone kind of knew they were going to get their wrists slapped. Um, what happened is that uh, Mike Ashley did a, a presentation in which he said that he wanted sports director being Selfridges move in that direction which was a, a funny one um, and uh, <laughs> jogging bottoms all around
0: yeah chaps. I mean I guess it's
1: either uh, they more for the high end I mean it wasn't quite clear what he meant by that but there was a big joke made of it um and then um yeah the chairman basically uh, got sacked by the investors um and the, and the shareholders the big shareholders that were there uh, so yeah it didn't really end well yep in terms of, of for him, anyway. Yeah, uh, slightly more exciting than your usual AGM. and yeah. the, the giant yeah, wad but of don't cash. I mean, you can imagine that like, there was so much uh, so much media attention around the AGM. Most companies don't really get that kind of attention. They had to have a whole open day and have people along and answer questions. And
0: Which is where Mike Ashley got found to have a giant wad of cash in his pocket, either accidentally or on yeah, purpose. Yeah, as you do, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> you've obviously not looked in my pocket, Spies, so there was no question there.
1: Yeah, founder of Sports Direct
0: demonstrating the improved security check at his main warehouse. I can I show you, empty any contents of your pockets into the grey tray for
1: us? A lot of cash. Yes, I've been to the casino.
0: So they've announced that they're going uh, to get rid of the uh, you know, well-loathed uh, zero-hours contracts, uh, and they've also said that they'll put a worker on their
1: board, Germany-style. Uh, do you think Sports Direct is changing its ways? Those certainly are positive announcements, aren't they, given that Sports Direct has just done so much wrong in terms of uh, workers' rights. Remind us what zero-hour contracts are. Just... So zero-hour contracts, essentially you, you're given a contract, you're not guaranteed any hours per week. Um, I sort of say that, I mean, it's it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? I mean, have, have a contract, you might not work, and you might work, might not work. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And, the, and so zero-hour contracts, Sports Direct has been really called out on it, but they've been growing in general. And there was another announcement this week that they've increased by a fifth in the last year and increased by 45% in the last two years. I mean, this is definitely not just a sports direct thing again, but they have announced that they are going to move some of their workers. So the headline said one thing, but when you look at the detail, as is quite common with these things, actually, um, some of their shop staff will be moved on to permanent uh, contracts or fixed hours contracts. Um, and then uh, other workers won't, won't be and they'll still essentially be on zero hour contracts so agency staff is some of the p- staff at flexibility there. is there is the uh yeah i mean it was a pr stunt they're probably going to move some people on it is a climb down to some extent but it's not it's not mm. great the greatest news yeah and the, and the worker on the board yeah i mean that is a positive move that's been happening even theresa may has spoken about this so essentially some way in which workers' voices are represented to kind of quell this revolt that's been going on in certain companies. So even with, say, um, Deliveroo and other companies where workers are getting together and being very angry about uh, the way they've been treated. So it is a way to to appease and um, the unions and the workers. So yeah, that that is a positive move. I mean, it's very important to have representation. Uh, is that reasonably unprecedented in the UK? No, um, I think it's like, it's good practice, but I suppose for a big company, yeah, it is it is unprecedented. Okay, So some of the things that Sports Direct has been
0: doing, as you say, failing uh, to pay the minimum wage, they sound a bit illegal. Uh, why are they allowed to do things like that?
1: Uh, essentially because no one noticed for a while. <laughs> yeah, they can't get away with that. I mean, they've obviously got caught now and that's partly why they've had a lot of media attention. Um, and what happened is that that workers don't even sometimes realize that that what companies are doing to them isn't right. I mean, they feel upset about it, but they kind of think that it's within the company's rights to make them wait and you know not pay them for for x things. And so, um, yeah, they didn't. People didn't notice themselves. It's only when unions got involved um, and a Guardian investigator got involved that they could really show that this was illegal. Um,
0: so they're just getting getting away with it while they can.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure there's lots of companies that are doing things like that. I mean, they're probably looking at Sports Direct right now and thinking, uh, better sort ourselves out. Yeah. So
0: all of this controversy has hit Sports Direct's share price, uh, as you would imagine. Um, do you think the, the markets really care uh, if companies are treating their workers uh, badly?
1: I think it would be tempting to act as if markets can police companies um but there was a lot that happened before markets reacted so with a sports direct story uh workers came together union shouted loud about what was happening there was a guardian investigation various different documentaries and um, i mean i think markets reacted because the pr was so bad and again because mike ashley and the other senior managers didn't didn't react um in a way that that kind of appeased the public um And their workers, they've only started to take action now. And it's been a few years that this has been bubbling away. Um, so yeah, markets have reacted now, um, which is not a bad thing. So it reminds us as well that companies can shoot themselves in the foot when they treat workers this badly. Um, and if, and if, as I think is probably going to happen more and more, um, workers start shouting loudly and, and, and complaining publicly about the way they've been treated, then it will affect businesses. And, and that's what's happened with Sports Direct. And um, Mike Ashley himself went from being the richest, one of the richest top five um, people in this country um, and now uh, so he has seen his... Personal, uh, personal yeah, wealth. Yeah, his personal wealth has has gone... Has, ah! His personal wealth has uh, gone to reduced itself. by... <laughs> a a billion pounds i mean he still had a lot of money in his pocket but he has seen he has seen it that's
0: not the last of it is it i feel sorry for him then (laughs) he's carrying it
1: all around now (laughs) keep
0: keep it safe wow so he's like a billion off his personal wealth yeah oh that's sad (laughs) Uh, are there any are there other companies uh treating
1: staff uh this badly in the uk so sports rights has had a lot of attention. I'm sure that there are many other companies doing equally bad things. Um, there have been, I mean, we could say some of the way in which staff were treated at BHS to see their pension go, that kind of vulnerability and, and, you know, that's essentially being treated badly. Deliveroo, again, the drivers, their contracts were going to be changed. Um, there's a number of companies that are... Really misusing contracts like zero hour contracts and really abusing their powers. So, sure, we've looked at Sports Direct, it was a particular story where I think Mike Ashley makes a particularly uh, kind of evil character, interesting rogue, yeah. Um, and stories of, say, women having babies in toilets definitely kind of added to that. But I'm sure that there are a lot of other companies. And we have to remember there's been a general shift towards you know, businesses having a lot more power. And over the last 30 to 40 years, we've seen the number of people in unions fall dramatically. Um, we've seen the wage share, which is everyone's wages added together, fall and profits rise. So, so essentially what we've seen is that power and money is going more to, to the bosses and as history always tells us, when people have power, they tend to abuse it. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a number of companies acting extremely badly.
0: Yeah, and this kind of explains the casualization of the, of the workforce because people are less unionised, less solid, and therefore able yeah, to... Yeah, there's
1: a lot going on. So again, there's tension has been on things like zero-hour contracts, but also more people self-employed. But self-employment income has fallen, um, temporary contracts... There's, there's just been a big fallout in the labour market, which means that for a lot of workers now, uh, life is much more difficult. Does this get counted in the figures?
0: You know, David Cameron's like, well, we've got more people in work than ever before, was one of his uh, lines from a few months ago. Uh, is that that's kind of counting freelancers and counting, you know, casual workers who probably yeah. aren't as employed as they'd want to be?
1: Yeah. So those headline figures look really good. And when you start scratching beneath the surface, then you will see uh, that uh, income for certain groups is lower, that you see kind of this growth in what we might term as bad jobs, precarious, don't know the number of hours they're going to work. At the same time, we see problem debt up for households and we see child poverty rising. I mean, when you look at those things together, then you realise the labour market really isn't working
0: and so what kind of things that you, you think need to be done to stop this kind of, of practice and I guess maybe this phenomenon more widely?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a big picture thing, right? So it's not just about Sports Direct, but I think there's a number of lessons we can learn from Sports Direct. Um, so one of them, and I think this is just critical because I yes, it's about economics, but it's also about power. And we need to find ways in which to balance that power between businesses, between owners um, and workers. Um, and... And one way of doing that is, of course, worker representation. Another way is which we need to encourage workers to get together and stand up for their rights. Uh, Rights aren't just given by accident. We have to fight for them, and that's much better done in a collective way. And we've seen that play out really positively for both Deliveroo and Sports Direct over the summer. Um, The other thing is legislation. Of course, government needs to make sure that some of the really nasty aspects of this... So, for instance... um, There used to be clauses on some of these zero zero hour contracts that said that you couldn't work anywhere else. So essentially, not only are we not going to guarantee your hours, but we're also going to say you can't work anywhere else. But those clauses due to um, real campaign work uh, have been removed. And that was kind of a positive legislation piece. So there's a number of things that need to happen. But people and people power is a big part of the answer. Well, Pfizer, uh, we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you so much uh, for joining us again uh,
0: on the weekly economics podcast. It's been an exciting summer for business uh, and uh, no doubt we'll see some more stories like this in the news ahead. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back at the same time next week. Thanks to everyone who's left a rating or review on iTunes, it really helps other people discover the show. To get new episodes every Monday morning, you can subscribe for free on iTunes, follow us on SoundCloud, or you'll find us in the podcast app of your choice. The Weekly Economics Podcast is brought to you by the New Economics Foundation, an independent think tank and charity that campaigns for a fairer, sustainable economy.
1: Find out more and get involved at neweconomics.org.